Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean, and today's guest is Freestyle. He is a rising rapper out of Syracuse, New York, by way of Los Angeles, California. We had an awesome chat on IGTV not too long ago. You can go ahead and check that out on our Instagram, at Sensibly Cynical Pod. Right now, we talk about his debut EP of Freestyle Philosophy, Path to Purpose, um, who he thinks is the greatest rapper of all time, and much more. I know you will enjoy this one, so here it is, my chat with... Freestyle. So, Freestyle, I appreciate you uh, joining me today. Hey, not a problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you having me on. So, talk about your beginning. It says you're from LA and you're you're in New York. That's quite the transition. How did you start in the game, man? Uh, honestly, you know what? We really uh, I dove in uh, a year ago, uh, and you know it's been a long time coming. And I started out in, um, like I said, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. And I started writing back in maybe junior high, high school. You know, I've been mm-hmm. writing songs and writing poetry since way back then. Um, I came out to New York for college, right? And right. I ended up staying. You know, I got, a, I got a job right after college. And, you know, I had one of those big dream plans. Like, oh, we're just going to get a little job. And <laughs> like everybody. Yeah, yeah. The American dream, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But then, you know, life took some turns after college and, I, you know, I ended up, um, I began to, you know, getting married, having a baby. And now I have, you know, a couple of beautiful daughters. And, mm-hmm. you know, when COVID hit, you know what I mean? That changed up a lot as it comes to, you know, the, the day-to-day grind and, and made me kind of reevaluate, you know, how I was pursuing my career at the time. You know what I mean? It, it, it really made me kind of uh, take, a, take a look at the bigger picture. And I took a leap of faith and said, you know what, let's do it. And, uh, you know, my, my, my right hand, Pepper Torres, she said she got me a Christmas gift of uh, my first studio session last Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's been a bullet train since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> I got right one taste of it and we've been diving in. Yeah, I noticed you because I'm friends with Natalie's Ruby and she was on the podcast. And because, uh, you know, when you're on in social media, you're friends with just anybody try to get a, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> but are you familiar with Natalie's Ruby? Uh, I've seen a few of her posts and I've watched she watched a couple of her lives and I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's on podcast. She's got some really good and, uh, and then I was and then all of a sudden I'm like scroll down. I think I saw your profile somewhere and I was like, you know what, this guy seems kinda cool and I like the song and I appreciate you doing this, man. Hey, not a problem. And I hey, I appreciate you listening and I'm definitely glad you enjoy the music, man. We got, of, we got more coming. Yeah, this is kind of a newer endeavor for you, right? Talk about how you really started like performing lyrically, you know? Uh well, you know, honestly, I, I feel like uh life kind of took over for me. You know, I got so focused in the rat race of, you know, chasing the check and trying to make sure I was getting enough to put food on the table for the kids and I I just never really, yeah, I guess I would say I, I, I was not ready to take the jump, not ready to take the risk on <clears throat> disrupting the stability. But after going through some tough stuff, man, like, you know, going, going through a divorce, going through some job changes, the pandemic hit, and I said, you know what, if, I'm, if, if there's ever a time I'm going to take a leap and take a chance and try to make it happen, uh, now would be it. Yeah, man. Well, one of the lyrics on that song, Dreaming, really spoke to me, man. It says... Life applies pressures, devours second guessers. I, you know what, that, that, that resonated with me, man. I mean, you didn't just say that. That must have hit home sometime or talk about that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, that line actually is one of my favorites, uh, really on the whole album, because that line really, it sums up what, what I, 
a, really a way I felt is it, I felt like because I had second guessed myself, because I hadn't taken that leap that I was letting life chew me up, that all these stresses, I was letting all these stresses, the bills, you know, relationship problems, I was letting all of that consume me. And I lost sight of my purpose in life. You know, I lost sight of who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. and, and when I found that again, I, you know, that's really where that line came from is, is you know, this life is going to put pressure on you. And if you second guess yourself, that pressure is going to win. That pressure is going to take over. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to see straight if you if you second guess yourself. You got to, you know, trust that gut feeling sometimes. Right. So talk about the whole EP. How long did it take to, to come through with the project, you know? Oh, well, the, that project is a, the energy and the words, the lyrics, the songs. That, that was a long time coming. I mean, some of the things that I put on that project had been, you know, years in the making in terms of writing the songs and processing the emotion behind it. And I really, with that project, my goal was just to do something to almost like put myself through therapy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in terms of just really confronting the things that I've been through, my own shortcomings and my own struggles and being honest about what it took to get to where I am now and, and what it took to get the courage to take a leap and to take the drive that I'm taking now to, to try to do what it is that I really love doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I really wanted to articulate that in this first album. Uh, so not this Christmas that just passed, but the Christmas before was my first time in the studio. Really? So all the way up until wow. then, it had all just been, you know, writing, preparing. I had all these concepts, all this mountain of notebooks of things I wanted to do. Um, but it wasn't until last Christmas that I took that first step of going and, you know, my, my girlfriend found us a studio. We went and did our first session. and Yeah. I guess on the Come Up Mag, I saw that. They got a hold of you. I see, you know, you're trying to make some yeah. waves, right? You're making some waves. You know, we're, we're trying to do the best we can. The best we can. And I, I just really feel like if I focus on making quality music and putting my heart into right. what I'm making. Little podcast here will get you it'll a, come. Little, a little website. We'll get you. You know, honestly, I just feel like if I focus on creating the best music that I can and trying to stay true to the vision I have for the music, that all of the rest of it will fall into place. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like I will get, you know, the right ears will hear it and the right ears will love it. You know, it will touch the right people. Because that's really my only goal with this, man, is making this music. I want someone to hear it and I want them to be able to relate to it, be able to help them through something or maybe give them something to lean on if, when they need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's go back to, I guess, where you were raised, L.A. So talk about your beginnings. Like, did, were you spitting bars back then? Or talk about the scene in L.A.? Uh, you know, it, it, actually, when I, I did do, we, we did some, um, we used to do, like, uh, performance arts um on campus when I, in high school that's really right. kind of where I well we really kind of started doing stuff mm -hmm. um and we worked with the administration we were able to get like um like like an on-campus day so it was like every Wednesday or Friday we'd right. hop on stage at lunchtime and we'd be able to do our little performance and it's like me and a couple of my friends you know we, we did like the high school table battles and stuff <laughs> like that and that's yeah. you know so that that was really where I kind of like I was to myself in the love for it, you know, just kind of finding my energy. Um, and that, that was a fun time. That was just a fun time, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just being a kid and not, you know, just, just having fun with it. 
has it been hard getting connections or talk about getting noticed? We were talking about a little bit earlier, but is it harder than you thought to get interest or you're not even, like you said, I think yeah. you said something about you're not even like really worried about it. But I mean, let's be real, <laughs> you know, you need to get noticed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's definitely tough. I feel like what I've learned is the toughest part of this whole thing is just getting the music out to people. It's right. Just getting it to a place, just getting people to listen to it. Uh, that's been the toughest part. Um, and I just feel like, you know, to accomplish a big task, you got to turn it into small accomplishable goals. You know what sure. I mean? So I just kind of turned it into small steps. And, you know, we, we push the music as best we can and we, we keep moving and making connections here and, and trying to, uh, we're, we're starting to do like open mics around here in the Syracuse area. Right. Um, and just, you know, staying in that perpetual state of trying to get the music out and yeah. create music at the same time. Do you got anything in the works? Uh, absolutely. I'm actually working with, uh, I'm working with a, my producer, my Scotty in the seat, man, uh, my, uh, Mikey T, Michael Tavares at Subcast Studios. We're working on an EP called Alter Ego. And um, we got three songs done for it so far. Um, looking to do maybe two or three more. And we're going to put that out hopefully um, early 2022. Uh, got, he's got a, we got a, just did a remix to a song of his as well. That's going to be coming out in January. And I am working on the second album still. Um, and that's probably going to be more of the springtime that I'm looking to release my second album, my full second album. How has COVID like impacted um, the start here? Like, has it been start, stop, start, stop, or you just been plugging through? Uh, it, it's definitely kind of been a, a little bit of a start, stop, just in terms of being able to go to the studio to mm -hmm. do the work. Um, so I have just been trying to stay in a perpetual state of writing um, and, and getting things prepared so that when we have opportunities to go to the studio to get the work done, we can be more efficient. Um, but, you know, kind of been having to bend and lean with the COVID wave and the yeah, restrictions yeah, yeah. that it is that yeah. brought in, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, we're just trying to stay positive. You know, me and the team is all optimistic and we just try to keep, you know, keep working, keep working. Right, man, like that song, Grinding. Talk about exactly. that song. Talk about that song. Oh, man. It's self-explanatory. It says it uh, probably a hundred times in that song. I'm just kidding. But uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, talk about that, man. Was it just like a motivator kind of like you're talking to yourself? You know, that song right there is really that's like the spirit animal of the album. You know what I mean? That's like that, that energy of gritting your teeth and saying, you know what, there's nothing out there that can keep me from attaining what I'm after. You right. know, it doesn't matter what you throw. It doesn't matter how you <laughs> bring try. it on. Yeah, I got you. We're after. I got you. Exactly. That's the, that's the, uh, the champ before the war. You know what I mean? I got you. And, and I, that that was one of my best days in the studio. That was a session I'll definitely never forget, for sure. Are you one of those people like perfectionists, like you just kept drilling the same, or are you just letting it just go, go, go? I'm kind of I'm kind of like a like a double edged sword as it comes to that. So on the side of creating and recording, I'm not as much of a stickler. I really like to let the wings fly, be experimental, yeah. try things out. Uh, I always come to the studio prepared. So, you know, it doesn't take us that long to get the recordings in <laughs> because I'm always prepared with the stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a super stickler when it comes to the mixing and mastering process. So yeah. once we've got all the recordings down and we're crafting it into the final version, I'm very, very nitpicky about that. So like some of these songs like Grinding, for instance, went through 
anywhere from five to 10 mixes where I was like, oh, I want to change something. Yeah. We need to change that. Oh, this little thing is bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like every session was worth it. You know, I, I try to trust my instinct about my edits in terms of mm-hmm. if, I, if something hits my ear, I feel like it's going to hit someone's ear and <laughs> yeah. I don't let it slide. Yeah, like I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, oh, it's good enough. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. We're going back in. And I feel the same way as like a podcaster, man. Like sometimes I'll record something as a podcaster and be like, oh man, I wish I had a redo. And then when I'm like, I'm live here, it's like, there is no redo. Once it's on the internet, that's it. You're right, <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Once it's, yeah once, like, no, you, you experience that as an artist too. It's like, sometimes you'll get like, there's only one chance for a first impression. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that really is a lot like that for performing. You know, like when I did, I did my first showcase here in Syracuse and it's like once you once you hit the stage you hit the stage like you can't be like let me do that one more time guys I can do it better yeah <laughs> yeah man so what's the goal here uh the goal is that I, I want to get the music out I, I want to grow and really I want to get the music out because I I want to impact people you know I want to get my music out I want there to be someone who listens to my album and feels better and, or listens to my album and it helps them go through a tough place um I'm not in this to get disgustingly rich. I would love to make a living. You know, I would love to be able to earn enough to pay the bills, but it's really, it's not about all the glittery stuff for me. It's, I love this. I love the art. I love the music. And Mm. I just want to be able to continue to make it. And I want it to help somebody. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like that happened a lot with people. It's like they're sitting at home, either off of work, unemployed, unfortunately, or whatever the case may be. And they've always had, I feel like that's been a common thing with a lot of these independent artists is, you know, it's a dual thing. It's like, oh, well, I want to do something with my time. Plus I have this gift. Let's try to help people out and just, you know, and nowadays it's easy to just put something on Spotify, you know, and get the traction, you know, but at the same time, it's hard to keep traction, right? I mean, there can be a one hit wonder. And then after that, if you don't keep it up with the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I honestly, I feel like the trap that you fall into is when you're focused on your results, is when you're focused on the numbers and when you're focused on all these extraneous things that are really a byproduct of the work you put in. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on the the purity of the work that you do. If you want to be, if you want to get off of this grouping of independent artists where it's like a dime a dozen, everyone can has a sound cloud. But if you want to get out of that grouping and make your way up and to be a notable or respected artist, there has to be a purity to your work. There has to be, there has to be a, a love and a dedication that you put into it that shows through your work. And you never get to that place. You won't push yourself hard enough if you're so focused on extraneous rewards. If you're so focused mm-hmm. on how many num- how many streams did I get today, or how many? Yes, you have to keep right. track of those things. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. but if you want to <laughs> climb and you, you really want to put out a product that's going to bring in those kinds of numbers yeah you have to be laser focused on the product you have to be laser focused on the product mm-hmm. you, what kind of music are you into are you into more of the the west kind of the la type scene atl new york like who's your go-to oh uh, my go-to is the dreamville roster yeah. <laughs> that's my go-to yeah from j cole all the way down like i i always say like if i could handpick a, a deal from anywhere it would be dreamville thousand percent yeah i respect what they do so much like that like that's like like j cole is like who i want to be when i grow up (laughs) i'm right there i'm on i'm a florida boy so like i live right now i live near new orleans and um i grew up on 
I grew up kind of on the ATL scene, you know. So I kind of talk okay. the same way about Fifty Ti, you know. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, those yeah. Are my guys, but uh, who do you think is the greatest of all time? Oh, that's such a tough one. Greatest of all time. Someone's gonna, someone, lots of people are gonna debate with me, but I personally, I'm gonna give that mantle right here and now to J Cole because really? I think that he, I think all time, man. To, like, um, I, I put it to you like this, or, <laughs> you know. I'm not, I'm not saying the pick. I mean, I'll let the pick stand. I'm just giving you one last chance to, you know. No, I'm sticking with my pick because I think if you, I think as a as the number one. Once this goes on the podcast, athlete, you know, I'm just saying. Okay, I am. I'm saying. All right, go I, ahead. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the floor and explain your reasoning. <laughs> I love Tupac. I love Eminem. I love Biggie. I, no disrespect to any of the greats who have come before, but I feel like J. Cole's music has reached a, a, a pinnacle of excellence that has not been touched by any other artist. I think that he specifically has created something that is so uniquely excellent mm -hmm. and across so many categories mm -hmm. that... I feel like a lot of artists and a lot of these people who we would say are the greatest of all time, yeah. they were great and they had they they were great at their particular thing. Like for instance, Tupac was not the greatest wordsmith, but he was super passionate. Yeah. His words were like poetry. Right. But right, he right. wasn't like, like an Eminem. Dear yeah, Mama. Eminem is like a crazy word. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like he's got staples. And Eminem is like one of the greatest wordsmiths of all time. But he all but Eminem is also again, there's aspects of hip hop that he's not the best at. Yeah, man, but I had, uh... when it comes to wordsmith, he's the greatest. Cool to me. So I talked to this guy out of Utah, and yes, he was out of Utah, and uh, he said Kendrick Lamar. So, you know, there's Kendrick Lamar. There's hundreds of answers, you know, you could give. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's so many names that deserve to be mentioned when you talk about the greatest <laughs> to do it. Yeah. But for, for what I, you know, it really comes down to what you value most in a hip hop artist. And for me, I think J. Cole is the best hybrid of high intellectual lyricism, mm -hmm. but also he's able to capture of the a popular sound and the unique cadence in his rhyme scheme he's able to take yeah. you anywhere from the depths of a depressing emotion to last night's party to <laughs> i mean he he made a song about being an expected father and doing laundry for his for his his child's mother and that song was amazing right like not many artists in our at least in my time have been able to touch so many sections and so many nuances of this game and be excellent at it you know what i mean yeah I and that's why i gotta give him the mantle that's why i gotta give it to him so what's your thoughts on this whole auto-tune thing i think that auto-tune is a great tool when it's used as a tool. I don't like the fact that like music has transitioned so much into this auto-tune dependency where it's like if there isn't the sound of blaring auto-tune it's not cool. Like I think that there are many very great and practical uses and very good artistic uses for auto-tune within a song. I, I don't like the hey let's turn the auto-tune up and everything's gonna be fine. I think that's the biggest misconception that people have of auto-tune is that it makes anyone who can't sing a good singer. And that's not the case. Like T-Pain was able to create that unique sound with auto-tune because of 
his ability to sing in the first place. That's why his autotune sounds like it does, and no one can actually replicate exactly that. Mm -hmm. Like it's too much of a crutch <laughs> for a lot of music. Yeah. So let's go back to let's go back to your start here. Talk about getting traction on Spotify. Have you had people coming back or? So with the Spotify, honestly, I feel like it's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, I, I feel like we are getting a lot of repeat listeners, um, and. I would say that honestly, there's really only like two songs on the album that I would say are not really getting a whole lot of rotation, but five out of seven of those songs on the album are getting a lot of listeners and a lot of repeat listeners. So nice. I, I honestly am super, super, super pumped about that. You know, the, your style, you know, one after another, but they're deep thought. Like you were saying, like it's some people you'll get to some songs and it'll be like, yeah, but what, is there any substance behind it? I appreciate the substance behind your lyrics, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. You know, you noticing that because that, yeah, that's man, really it's like, when you say stuff like "I'm chasing what I want." I feel like, especially people out of college, you're talking about college and stuff. I feel like that's a good message to send rather than just saying, "Oh yeah, I can rely on getting." You know, not there's nothing wrong with community college, but I mean, just saying like it's it's going after what you want. You want to go to that four year school and get that. You know bright futures or whatever they do then go for it you know what i mean it's not just yeah it's not just where if someone's on the you know wrong path in life to get them back on or whatever you know positive right you know what i mean that too, where it's keep positive it's kind of like a positive anthem yeah and, and honestly that's what it, that's what it's supposed to be you know what i mean because i i really believe that anybody at any phase in their life you, you have what it takes to chase what you want you just have to be willing to do it you have to be willing to take that first step and not look back and yeah, man. that's definitely the message I want to get out for sure. So what do you see five years down the line? What do you see your future in music? I see platinum records on the wall. I see <laughs> Grammys on the shelf. I Green see myself Man, right? Having, Green Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see myself having strategy meetings with J. Cole and, and, and others that I've loved up until now. And you got any traction as far as contacts? Not, not yet, but we are still plugging away. We're still still plugging away. Um, we've definitely, uh, we've definitely, I should say, I, I, what I can say is that we have made some very good strides towards the end of this year. Um, I can't say any more until it's a little more concrete, well, but we're definitely moving like, in the right direction. Hopefully podcasts like this one, like, it can only help, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> man. I, I get it, man. Great being on here, and I appreciate you having me. What do you say to the people struggling right now through the pandemic? Either they can't, they're not working or unfortunate tragedy in life. What do you say to the people struggling right now? Well, to the people who are struggling right now, I, I would say one thing, one day at a time, keep getting up, keep opening your eyes, keep being thankful for the things that you do have. We can sometimes get so bogged down and so run down by the problems in front of us, by what we don't have, by what we need, by what, what may be hurting us. Never forget to be thankful for what you do have. Right. And always remember there's another day coming. So just do the best you can. Be present in now and just do the best you can and live another day to do your best again and let that be okay. Exactly, man. I think that's good uh, Good words to live by. So again, when can people expect the next uh, EP? What time frame were you thinking again? Well, you can expect a, you can expect a new single out in January. It's going to be, uh, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe it's January 7th. You can expect a new single, give or take a day. 
Uh, and then in February, um, March, the latest, we're hoping to get our EP out. Okay, so we're, we're in the studio working hard. <laughs> All right, man, where can people find uh, your stuff? You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Music. If it streams music, you can find me on it. Just search for Freestyle spelled with the P-H. I can also be found on Instagram at The Real Freestyle. Any other social medias besides Instagram? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Freestyle1906 on Twitter at one freestyle one nine zero six. All right, man. And before I before I go, do you got a fun story from making music or anything? Any fun story you can share? <laughs> I can tell you a very fun moment we had uh making voices in the studio. Uh we were recording my verse for it, the second verse for it, and there was an intern in the studio who was just in there taking notes and like learning and when we record, when I no one had heard it prior to me coming in that day, right? And I did the verse, and when I looked out of the booth, this man had jumped, literally had like jumped out of the what? chair and was like rushing the booth, like, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> so that was definitely hilarious, but it was a good moment, like a good moment for sure. Was it like, were you freaked out? Like, what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I just laugh because it's like sometimes there's moments in the studio, like there's moments recording where you just like you felt like that was it. Like, right, I right, feel right. like a, I, you know what I mean. Like sometimes you just know like that. What I nailed that one, right? And so I kind of had some good energy coming off of it when I looked out. <laughs> I was like, oh, he must feel the same way because he was like charged, like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that was dope. That was a dope one. Awesome, man. Well, I'll, I'll uh, tag you when this releases, and I really appreciate your time today. Hey, not a problem, man. It was, again, it was great being here, and uh, man, let, let's stay in touch. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. And then when that new song um, drops, let me know, and I can put a post for it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I'll see you to you soon in this out. All right, man. Stay safe, all right, through everything going on. Hey, you too, man. Stay safe. Keep working. Keep at it, man. Yeah, man. One day at a time. You got it. Keep grinding to make it. All right, man. Thanks. Adios. No problem, man. Peace. Okay, y'all. I have some breaking news to share with you. Coming soon, I will be opening up the Sensibly Cynical Shop. There, I will have coffee mugs available and may even do another round of stickers. So keep an eye out for them. Um, the link will be available on Instagram. Coming up next on the podcast, I will be joined by the fantastic model, Ink Panda. Um, I have known her through the podcast for quite a long time, and this will be her third appearance on the podcast. She's a dear friend of mine, and uh, this will be awesome. This will indeed be Ink Panda Unfiltered. Now it is time for this week's Instagram trivia results. Over a month ago now, I posted an album cover and asked the following question. What is the name of this 2003 album released by the legendary rock band Metallica? The answer was... Saint Anger, and we have multiple winners. First, Alec Nelly 22, got it right? And my friend Scott Keebler, who you can follow at Keebler Nuts, got it right? Um, and also Fake Ass Radio, which you can follow them as well. Always entertaining stuff. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sensibly Cynical. As always, I really, really appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. We are at Sensibly Cynical Pod. Twitter is at Cynical Sensibly, and please follow us on Facebook. Also, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Please stay safe and take care.